Let us pray. For we don't have a high priest who can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but one who has been in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. My God and Father, thank you for sending us a high priest who understands our weaknesses and temptations. I am comforted knowing I have someone who can relate to and guide me through my struggles. When I stumble and fall, remind me that Jesus was tempted in the same ways and yet did not sin. Teach me what it means that I am now dead to sin and alive to you. Thank you that I am guided by your Holy Spirit and that He is faithful to remind me of the truth, bearing witness to my new heart, my new nature, and my new identity as your child. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of the heartbeat of faith with Dr. Andrew Farley. The same being that spoke the cosmos into existence was swaddled in blankets and placed in a feeding trough. On that evening, under the stars and surrounded by animal filth, God made himself vulnerable and confined himself to the struggle of his own creation. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. I'm Dr. Andrew Farley and today we continue down the road to Christmas, seeking to understand the depth of this momentous day, the day that Jesus was born. We sat beside Mary when Gabriel delivered the news. We traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem and witnessed the struggle. Now, we stand in the corner in awe of the baby lying in a manger. Some scholars believe it was less a barn and more of a cave carved into the side of a hill. Others think it may have been underneath the inn. Whatever it was, we know it was a humble location surrounded by animals. In a dimly lit room, with goats and sheep huddled closely by, the Son of God was born. Although there was no room for them, they had a stable where the animals slept. So Joseph and Mary settled there. As the sun was setting over the western horizon, Mary's screams echoed throughout the cave-like stable. The pain was unbearable and the animals were stirring as they watched her labor. Joseph was beside Mary the whole time, unwavering in his devotion to her. Just as the sun finished its descent, the sound of a baby's cries filled the stable. In the distance, angels visited shepherds and proclaimed the birth of God's child. A cacophony of angelic praise echoed across the valley, only heard by lowly shepherds. In the distance, a group of shepherds gazed at the stars as the sheep settled for the night. The valley was silent and the tall grass swayed to the light breeze. Suddenly, as if the sky was cut open by a long blade, an angel appeared in light. The radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. Do not be frightened, the angel reassured. I have come with good news. In the town of Bethlehem lies a baby, 
He is swaddled securely in a manger at the inn stables. This child is the Messiah, the Lord, the Savior of the world and redemption of mankind. The shepherds were speechless. They listened closely to the angel's words. Then the light radiated even brighter, and the angel was surrounded by a choir of more angels, singing glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill towards mankind. And like a vapor in the wind, they vanished. The Bible is filled with brilliant imagery. The heavenly hosts communing with earthly herders is an image of Jesus himself. The glorious God of heaven came down to humble earth. Christmas is a time when we celebrate heaven intermingling with the world. His divinity is compatible with our humanity. When's the last time heaven and earth overlapped like this? Well, only in the fact that Christ lives in you today. Otherwise, you'd have to return to the Garden of Eden when heaven and earth were intertwined like two lovers in perfect harmony. Jesus is the Garden of Eden restored to us through His Spirit. Jesus himself is where heaven and earth meet. His Son is the radiance of his glory, the very image of his substance, and upholding all things by the word of his power, who, when he had by himself purified us of our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Hebrews 1.3 The most profound miracle is that God could contain His glory in our humanity at all. And think about it, He still does today. Christ in you, your only hope of glory. It's wild to think about the creator of the sun and stars being confined to a child's frame the same being that spoke the cosmos into existence, was swaddled in blankets and placed in a feeding trough. On that evening, under the stars and surrounded by animal filth, God made himself vulnerable and confined himself to the struggle of his own creation. Consider the story of the transfiguration. When Jesus revealed his glory to Peter, James, and John. In that story, we catch a glimpse of who Jesus is. It was early the next morning, and the sun had not yet peered over the horizon. Darkness still shrouded the cool morning, and Jesus gently woke Peter, James, and John. Not waking the other disciples, Jesus led them up a hill. It overlooked the first moments of sunrise. As Peter, James, and John stood over the valley below, a bright light emerged from Jesus. The brightness was piercing, and his face shone like the rising sun itself. It was as if his humanity was unzipped, and the essence of his deity shone through the cracks. It was too amazing and too terrifying for the three men to describe. Now we fast forward to Revelation when the hero of heaven, Jesus himself, rides atop a white horse with a robe dipped in his blood. The fierce and mighty king of kings showcases his glory and victory over evil. Then I saw heaven split open like gates, and behold, a white horse descended from the skies. 
The one riding the horse was called Faithful and True. He was the warrior of justice, the finisher. His eyes were like flames of fire, and he was wearing a robe dipped in blood. His name was called the Word of God. He rode towards the beast with intent to kill. From his mouth was a sword. It extended to strike down all the evil nations below. He rode with the fury of God Almighty. Like the wind he galloped, and I could see writing carved into his thigh, saying, King of kings and Lord of lords. When we consider the glory of Jesus and the majesty of God, it gives us more wonder at Christmas. How could an almighty deity be so humble as to become a child? It reminds us that Jesus is not too lofty or separated from us to empathize with our suffering, temptation, and physical limitations. He knew what it was like to be hungry, sick, tired, even emotionally drained. Jesus lived among us so we could have an assurance that God knows our plight. Remember, His divinity is perfectly compatible with our humanity. We're one with Him. Christ lives in you, and He wants to live through you every single day. And Jesus, His life in you, rises above it all as he invites us into victory over sin and death. For we don't have a high priest who can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but one who has been in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let's therefore draw near with boldness to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and may find grace for help in time of need. Hebrews 4 15 through 16. I want to invite you into an attitude of awe and wonder at the miracle of Christmas. Put yourself in the shoes of the shepherds who beheld heaven meeting earth. You and I witness that same miracle every single day as Jesus is alive, living in us. His Spirit has given us new life. We're one spirit with him. We're as close as we can possibly get. Jesus himself has cleaned house and moved in. There in the coolness of the night, they saw him. The baby was sleeping soundly in a manger surrounded by straw and torn cloth. He was the most marvelous thing they had ever seen. He did not glow or speak. He did not cry in a strange tomb or radiate flames, but the child was absolutely special. The shepherds knew without a shadow of a doubt that they were in the presence of the King of Israel, the Promised One, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. The shepherds fell on their faces in worship. Tears streamed down their rough faces. Why would the Lord send them to be the first? They were but lowly shepherds. The thought humbled them beyond words. They left the stable and proclaimed what they had seen in the city streets. Then they returned to their flocks, praising God for all they had witnessed. Thank you for listening to the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and let us know how this series has impacted your life. Remember to download the Pray.com app. 
And for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org.